0: Can you imagine the president himself at his speech in front of the Golkar people and Congress saying that, well, I know that in Golkar there are factions internally. There there is faction of Yusuf Kala which is his vice president and he also mentioned there is a faction of former chairman and former speaker of the house which is Agung Laksono. He would never ever have that comment within his own political party which endorsing him for president which is PDIP.
1: This is Indonesia In-Depth, episode one, the very first episode. And I'm joined today by my colleague and good friend, Arif Budiman. Hey, Sean. Hey, Arif. Thanks for joining. It's the first, first episode. The first ever for Indonesia In-Depth. All right. Are you nervous? A little bit. <laughs> well, let to give you some background on, on, uh, on Arif. Uh, Arif is a senior political risk consultant at Lexico Indonesia here in Jakarta. Uh, He has extensive experience for over a decade counseling three speakers of the Indonesian parliament, a deputy speaker, lawmakers, and business principals. After years of working in parliament, Arif has gone on to provide advice on political and policy risk, the regulatory environment for numerous multinational corporations operating in Indonesia, and in addition to that, one of the most interesting experiences I believe he has was when he worked for the U.S. Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. And he got to know the Hill inside and out. Hopefully you could take me for a tour sometime there. Well, lucky for me
0: that I was in D.C. before Trump. It will be interesting if, I was, if I'm was there with Trump administration. Anyway, um, for our first episode, the very first episode of Indonesia in Depth, what is the topic that we're going to discuss today, there's so many things out there about Indonesia, Absolutely. so many interesting things, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you said, it is Indonesia, so there's a million topics to talk about, there's a million issues to talk about, but I think for today, I think we could just maybe grab onto one, mm-hmm. and I want to talk a little bit about Indonesia's second largest political party, which is, of course, Golkar. Oh,
0: that will be
1: interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, Golkar has been getting all the headlines recently. Why is the party so important?
0: Um, Yeah, Golkar is uh, important. Uh, because I can I can have like, I can give you two main main reasons why Gorkar is important. First is that Gorkar has a strong history in Indonesia. Uh, the party was established in 1964. It was actually by the Indonesian first president Sukarno. And then when Sukarno stepped down from the office, President Suharto became the president. And he used Gorkar as his political vehicle So Golkar has a strong background Under Suharto administration And if you see current Indonesia Like big cities growing You know, the the increasing economy and everything That is part of the Golkar history Because back in time During Suharto administration Gorkar is the single majority Indonesia has three political parties at a time The other two is just like a bread of crumbs in mm-hmm. the world of Indonesian politics and the rest of the people and the parliament and in the government came from Gorkar. So Gorkar basically built Indonesia. That's the first reason. The second reason is Indonesia is home for the largest uh, Muslim populations in the world and many political parties based on the Islamic teaching uh, and also many parties that have the they call it as a nationalistic ideology. Gorkar is actually standing be among among them. So Gorkar is the midway of, for people who don't like to get into deep into Islamic ideology, and then they also don't want to get into deep more to the nationalistic side. So that's why Gorkar is very important. And then the last one is because of the middle position of Gorkar, then many people vote for Gorkar. So
1: it has a strong electoral basis. You mentioned some history of Golkar, uh, some of the influence over the past 32 years with uh, President Suharto. uh you talked about the ideology. Now, can you speak a little bit about Setia Novanto? Oh, okay, that guy. Yeah, so the former party chairman, the former Speaker of the House, he has been replaced very recently and he has been removed as Speaker of the House. This, of course, is all due to the fact that he has been named as a suspect and later indicted by the corruption court in one of Indonesia's largest corruption scandals for the EID or EKTP, as they say here. The party had an extraordinary congress and decided to replace Novanto as their chairman. So who's the new chairman and tell us about him. Um, Yeah, Uh, the new chairman is Erlanga Hartarto.
0: He is currently... Also holds a position as the Minister of Industry under Jokowi's uh, cabinet, under Jokowi's administration. Uh, And he is relatively still young uh, for chairing a a big political party in the country. Previously, before uh, appointed as Minister, Erlanga was elected as Member of Parliament in 2004. And then during the time of the one period of administration for five years, he was the chairman of Commission of Energy. And then in 2009 election, he got reelected, and he was the chairman of Commission of Trade and Industry in the parliament. So he has a strong background as parliamentarian. Uh, he is a Gorkar, he is a Gorkar man. His dad, also one of the founding father. if I have to say of the Ministry of Industry, the one that he actually became the minister w-
1: wasn't he minister for like fifteen years or something ten years uh, during, during Sohardo's time his father
0: Oh, you mean Erlanga's father yeah oh yeah, he was minister for I think it's more than two decades, like twenty years serving as minister. Um, well, well, as you know from the from the time frame, there, uh, Gorkar is really have uh, strong influence in the Indonesian development agenda. Erlanga is a reputable businessman. He is one of the minister under Jokowi's administration that is known as a business friendly minister. He ha- he is really open minded guy. Uh, He's very transparent and he's close to business. He's one of the champion of uh, many discussions between Indonesia and other countries in the framework of uh, economic partnership. And he is also a clean figure compared to the previous chairman. He is really clean. He appears in no corruption cases. His name is really good. And Erlanga has really interesting new slogan for the party, which is
1: clean party Better party, something like that. So, so we really want to make a, a change from the past, from yeah, exactly. leadership under uh, exactly, the yeah. former Speaker of Novanto. Exactly. So we know that Yerlang is the industry minister. Uh, he's been there for just over a year now. Uh, but is he going to stay as minister? If I recall correctly, back in 2014, Jokowi required all his potential cabinet members uh, to relinquish any political party positions before joining the cabinet. I mean, does this requirement still remain? And what's going to happen to to Erlanga? He's the chairman of Golkar Party now. I mean, is the president going to stick to his requirements that he has to uh, relinquish that position? What's going to happen?
0: Well, um, I think Erlanga has a different situation here. Jokowi did mention about that he won't appoint minister with double job With two jobs Especially as the chairman of a political party But Erlanga, he was appointed before he was chairman of a political party So I don't know either this is in the same context It's like the president mentioned back in his early
1: year of administration Or the first month of his administration What was his position when he came in as minister of industry in, in, in Golkar? His position. Was he was for- member of parliament Okay, but he had another. Did he have another position in the party? In the party, yes, he is. He
0: holds a strategic position, uh, one of the top leadership position in the party, which is a coordinator uh, position. He is responsible for economic policies okay. in the party. Mm-hmm. And Irlanda is also, as I mentioned, known as one of the most business-friendly minister in the cabinet. Jokowi wants to have a strong gestures towards foreign investments, uh, and uh, and Erlanga is a good ally for foreign investors in Indonesia. So Erlanga, he is very accessible to foreign investors, and he have a forward thinking about how to how to make Indonesia uh, a good place to invest. And Jokowi is really relying on his. Openness and his business-friendly stature towards foreign investors, because Jokowi wants to have more foreign investment. He wants to secure invest foreign investment in Indonesia, and he put Erlanga some sort of the ambassador, the cabinet ambassador for foreign foreign investors. So, by having him both as the chairman of the party and then minister of industry, it will be difficult for uh, President Jokowi to release him or dismiss. Dismiss him from the cabinet because he is a he's He has been a great ambassador for Jokowi for foreign investors, and then in the same time, Jokowi also needs Golkar.
1: This is the Indonesia In-Depth Podcast, and we're speaking with Arif Budiman, a political risk advisor here in Jakarta. So you described a little bit of the uh, relationship between Irlanga and Jokowi. So how is the relationship between Jokowi and Golkar, And where do you see it going? His party is PDIP and he was nominated by that party in 2014. Do you see the relationship growing between the two? And do you see it maybe, do you see the president going closer to Golkar rather than PDIP? Or what's, yeah, how do you th- see it going in mm-hmm. the next year and a half?
0: Well, this is, yeah, this is really interesting because um, as we know uh, that Jokowi, he is a newcomer In Indonesian political power play So he came from he came uh, In the politics As he was elected As mayor in one of the Small city in central Java And then he won The gover, governor seat Of Indonesia's capital Jakarta And then the same political Party that nominated him From mayor to governor Then president is the same party Which is PDIP so, he has limited political network in the national stage. Then, automatically, he, has also, he also has limitations on managing the political power play. And by the time it goes by, he learns a lot
1: about politics. Yeah, he, I mean, he had some difficulties, I have to say, in the, in the mm-hmm. first year, year and a half, understanding mm-hmm. the dynamics at the exactly. national level. And exactly. some of the cabinet members were outmaneuvering him, I, I think it's fair to say. Yes, this.
0: yes, mm mm-hmm. And so that's why he needs to expand his network. So Gorkar, as the second largest by votes and seats based on 2014 election, he needs to expand his, I would say, security net uh, or safety net uh, for him. Especially within the next one and a half year, Indonesia will have the next presidential election. So definitely he needs to secure... His ticket for his second term, and having more and more endorsements from political parties is actually really important for Jokowi.:
1: What our listeners should know is that there's regional elections in 2018, and then the. national, election. national elections will be in April of 2019. 2019.
0: Yeah. So what we call as the national election is the parliamentary, parliamentary election. And presidential election, and that will be held
1: in one day. So yeah, it's a key time running up to the you know the, the campaign period soon, and, and definitely uh, politics in high gear. Oh yeah, definitely. What else should listeners of the show know about the Golkar party, and maybe something else we haven't mentioned? What else uh, is important? There
0: are two interesting things about Jokowi and his relationship with the second largest party in the country. Uh, during the extraordinary congress, while when Golkar wants to remove. Wants to change uh, the previous chairman to Erlanga uh, right now. Uh, Jokoi was invited to have his keynote speech in the party's Co- extraordinary congress. And as president of the country, he that made a speech in front of a party event, which is not his political party. So yeah, so just you know, because he's make that clear. It's
1: it's so yeah. he's making a speech at in front of the gold car party. In not front, front, of front of the, the gold party,
0: not not his party (laughs) that nominated him as president mentioning factions inside the party. Can you imagine the president himself at his speech mentioning, well I know that in Golkar there are factions internally. There, There is faction of Yusuf Kala which is his vice president. And he also mentioned there is a faction of former chairman and former speaker of the house back in 2004 which is Agung Laksono. And he mentioned at least five to six political party patrons inside Gorkar. So he's
1: been studying Gorkar exactly. quite closely. Exactly. Ma- maybe closer than he knows PIP.
0: And then he said in front of the Gorkar people in Congress saying that, well, I observe and monitor the party from distance. I mean, putting that yeah, That's comment, pretty close. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty close. Like, really, really close. He would never, ever... Have that comment within his own political party, which endorsing him for president, which is PDIP. so that's 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 one interesting thing about Jokowi and gorkar and then the last thing is that even though Gorkar is the second largest, but currently Gorkar holds uh, the speaker. Of the house, or the or the parliamentary speaker in Indian Parliament, which is empty at the moment, which is vacant at the moment uh, because of after, uh, Golkar has new, chairman, and then the chairman will hold a plenary meeting of the party to determine who is the next speaker of the w- house. When is this? And is, is there a date yet? This is gonna take place uh, some times early January because by January the 8th the Indonesian Parliament will come will enter uh, the new session
1: they're on recess right now
0: yes they're on recess right now so um, those are two uh, other interesting things about Gorkar and then uh, for our audience to know also that Gorkar also holds besides the Speaker of the House uh, itself Gorkar also holds many strategic positions uh, in parliamentary commissions that definitely many of the commissions related to business and industrial policy. So that's, uh, I think, the other two points that are really interesting about Gorkar. And it's really interesting to see how this will goes on uh, after the new chairman, Erlanga Hartarto, since he used the new slogan of the new party, new clean party, new hope of the party. Can Gorkar really appear or perform as a clear party. Bef- because before Erlanga, they have so many weight that really related to corruption cases. And the top of the story is their own chairman mm-hmm. was indicted.
1: Yeah, Erlanga has a, a lot of work ahead of him. Yes, definitely. So the thing to watch, we should be look, keep an eye out for the upcoming uh, next session in the House. Yes, definitely.
0: Who's going who's gonna to be the be next January, speaker?
1: And then also seeing how the relationship between Jokowi and Golkar develops and most likely closer.
0: Exactly. Will Gorkar really be able to secure their endorsement for Jokowi to secure his second term of administration?
1: Well, that's great. So All right. I think uh, we've covered uh, Golkar pretty well. I think going forward, we could can, we can talk about PDIP and some of the other parties as well. So the dynamics in those Parties, mm-hmm. um, but I think for today, I think uh, it's a first good first episode. And yes, I think uh, going forward, Arif and I are going to try and sit down with as many decision makers as possible, decision makers in the in the house and the government, informal influences in the government, sit down and speak to them one on one and provide you with as much information as we can. Definitely. A- and recent developments in Indonesia. So thanks, Arif, for for joining this show. And thank um, you. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye bye.